Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. Hope you're doing well, whether you are playing golf currently, hopefully you are playing well, but if you're waiting to come out of lockdown or the winter, hopefully you'll be on the golf course very soon and you'll be out there hitting some amazing shots. Now, we have a very special guest for today's podcast. Now, this is someone who I was starstruck the first time that I actually got to speak to this man. This is a man who's won Serie A titles with AC Milan, European Championships with AC Milan, European Championships with Holland, one of the best footballers there's been that I've seen in my, in my generation, he won a Ballon d'Or. And we have none other than Ruud Gullit. Now, Ruud is a, um, obviously an amazing talent when it comes to football, but he's also a very good golfer. And in this podcast, we really had a chance to sort of dive deep into what made him great at football. And then out of those skills that he had in football, how transferable they were to golf. And he, he has some real good nuggets that you can yourself listening to this can take onto the golf course for the first time or start to implement in the way that you play golf. And they can be really useful to you to help you lower your scores or reach your goals. So this is something we really enjoyed doing. It's well worth a listen. Um, I was definitely a fanboy in this podcast. I mean, you know, Rudy is a good guy and we get on well with him now. We've met him several times and we often talk about golf and, and football and from a coaching point of view as well. So we hope you enjoy this one. Don't forget, leave us a comment, leave us a review. It all, it all helps us grow this platform out there. And the, the more we grow this platform out, the better the guests that we can actually get. So we look forward to hearing what your thoughts are on this. And without further ado, here's Mr. Rude Gullit. So thank you so much for joining the podcast. Rude Gullit, how the devil are you? Nice to see you. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, uh, you know, in this pandemic, of course, it's difficult. Um, the first two months of the pandemic, last year, March, we, the golf courses were closed for two months. That works like, oh, it was horrible. And, and now they have been open all the time because they figured out that with the two of you, you cannot, you know, you, you, you don't play close to each other. You're always in the open. Uh, you want people to do a little bit of sports, you know, and so this is the best thing to do. So golf courses, especially golf shops, they have a, they have the best time here in Holland. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to go through a few things. We're obviously going to, we have to talk about football. We have to talk about golf. But yes. But before we talk about anything, we have to talk about something that, um, we're going to get the nice stuff done first, and then we'll give you some horrible questions later, maybe. But Good. whenever yeah. we're on podcasts, we always get asked the question, what was the, what's the moments that you've looked at in your Me and My Golf career that has been a great moment for you or something where you go, oh my goodness, what, what's going on here? You know, a pinch me yeah. moment. Yeah. And it generally starts for me when I say, well, we do these Odomar Piguet events, which are amazing. There's loads of great people there. And we do these intros for the guests. And we heard, we saw on our list that Rude Hullet was there. We're like, oh my God, Rude's going to be there. And we do the, we, do, we know, we, we, we do the video and we get there and we know that we're going to meet you and introduce ourselves to you. And we saw you in the room in the AP, is it the, 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 the whole, the 15th at the uh, yep. DP at the Earth Course. You're in the house there. We see you talking to somebody. I'm like, yeah, we're going to speak to Rude Hullet in a minute. And then suddenly you shout out, Oi, you two, come here. <laughs> <laughs> to which point we go over and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I think the first words out of your mouth were, you ruined my golf game. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't care. <laughs> now, the thing is, you know, I, uh, I, asked, I knew you guys also from, from, from the internet, of course, from uh, Insta. I followed you guys, I saw you guys. So for me, it was also an outstanding opportunity to see you guys as well. So when I saw you guys, I said, hey, you, Tutu, come here. Come here. 
because golf is like a uh, never lasting uh, 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 suffering of string thoughts and all the time you try to improve yourself. And, and as a sportsman, you never, you're never happy with, with, with what you do. You always try to do more. Same thing also what Tiger Woods did. He was already the best and he still was twiggling on his, on his swing. And you think to yourself, why? But that is what you, what you do yourself as well as a sportsman. You, tr you, you do a sport that you don't control and you want to be in control. And that is the most difficult thing. And I think that's why golf is so popular because if it was that easy, then everybody would say, ah, okay. <laughs> so that is the journey that I make. Unbelievable. Yeah, I totally, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. That's why we are playing. And the other thing is as well, my wife has said she loves you and why do you cut your hair? She wants your long hair back. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's also, you know, um, you know, you had your career. My career was finished uh, as a football player, active football player. And, uh, and people recognize you all the time on your hair. <laughs> and I was fed up with that. Because people, um, most people want to be famous. They have no clue what it means to be famous. Mm. It's It can be a beautiful thing, but it can also be an, 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 you know, a horrible thing that no privacy and all these kind of things. So I was fed up. It was the two, year 2000, millennium. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, I said, to, just cut it off. New beginning, we close the book as a football player and we go in a new chapter. And I, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy about the choice that I made. Um, and you know, you can't be now I'm 58 and still with dreadlocks, you know, come on. You know? <laughs> you know, you have these people who still have the same haircut when they were famous, you know, when they say, hey, here I am, you know, you recognize me. No, that's finished. That's, well, that's, that's good news for me and with Donna, obviously. So, uh, but how, how did you get started into golf route? Because we know that you just absolutely love it. You can tell the passion straight away the way that you're talking about it. Yeah. How did you get started? I, and uh, when I was playing in Milan, uh, in 1990, uh, we, I, I, you, you know, sometimes you have to visit the Milan clubs around uh, around Italy, you know, just to support us and things like that. And they gave me a golf set, a leather golf set <laughs> with Simon clubs, uh, Jack Nicholas McGregor, <laughs> and with irons as well. So I had them there, beautiful. I still have it. And, and, and I was looking at it and I said, okay, golf, 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 golf. I have no time. And then I went on a holiday in Italy and there was a golf course just behind the hotel. I went there and there was an English teacher, of course, an English teacher. And he said to me, okay, you want to teach a book? And I hit one shot, unbelievable. And that was it. <laughs> I, had the, I had the bug. I had a virus and I couldn't get of it. And uh, I, since then I played golf. Yeah, and, and what, do you, what do you obviously look, you had an amazing career as a footballer. What did you feel that you were able to take from football and apply to golf? Because you're a good golfer as well. What standard are you actually just quickly? I, I'm now at 4.5. Yeah, nice. Because there is a new handicap system, uh, world handicap system now. And because of the last uh, uh, cards I just, you know, filled in and everything, that's my new handicap. Um, 
and I think it's it's a little bit harsh on me. I don't think I'm a 4.5, but okay, I take it and I try to play with it. But um, I would like to have a certain consistency. And my worst enemy for me is the many golf swings I have in my head. When you are a football player, you don't have them. The good thing what I take with me as a football player is that I have uh, the mentality. If I am uh, playing for a game, I'm in the zone and I get very quickly in that zone. That is what I take from my sports. So I don't get, even if somebody get, you know, funny with me or whatever, try to, you know, put me off by joking, things like that. I, that doesn't that doesn't bother me. I remember playing once with uh, Boris Becker in uh, Miami. And he tried to do all these tricks and things like that and everything. And then he said, after that, he said, with my friends, it always works. With you, you started to play better. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all my tricks. <laughs> yeah. So, but as a sportsman, you know how to get in that zone. So what would you say then, what, what would you say, Rude, is the difference between golf and football? What are the big differences that you see? And I suppose maybe what are the, what's the harder challenges? I mean, would you say golf is a harder sport than football? Yeah, yeah, golf is much more difficult because with, with, with football and when you are at a certain level, look, when you were young, you learn all your things, your tricks and something, eight, nine years, your tricks and things. Then you go tactical then you have to make be aware to play with each other. And it's like a clock with all kinds of pieces that has to, these pieces of the puzzle have to fit in order to make you win. And with golf, and, 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 with, and sorry, with football, you don't have time to think. It's more like you instinctively react on things. You, you already uh, think ahead because you know how the outcome is in a certain situation. So everything is like, you know, without thinking, you just do it. It's just like, it's like a chess player with moving pawns. But with golf, you all the time have to think. <laughs> you know, you have hit your shot and then you walk and then you're going to think, okay, what is there? What is left? What is right? What is, what is the wind and everything? How's my swing thoughts and everything? And of course, when you think about your swing thought, that's already bad because you just need to play the game. But it's comparable more with 100,000 people in the stadium, penalty shootouts. You have to stay in the middle. I think the English know what it is. You have to walk <laughs> to, the, to the penalty spot. And that is the same feeling. And, and, and of course, you have a, a, a person in front of you who can who have nothing to lose, the goalkeeper, you know, if he has no nerve, but you feel it, you have to score this goal. So I think that that is the comparison with football. And when you play the game, you just react on things and everything. And and, and, and with golf, you can't do that. And, 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 and there's no way you can, you know, go with the shoulders to your opponent or something like, you know, you can't, <laughs> you just, in a fight, you've done that before, Rude. <laughs> Are you telling me you've never You're always, in, you know, in a fight with yourself all the time? You know, the blame, and that's why I suggest that's the best suggestion that every three holes there need to be a container, you know, 
where there is soundproof. <laughs> there is a box ball there. Is a, there is a, there's a bat there. So you can smash whatever you can. <laughs> Nobody hears it. You come out, reborn, <laughs> and you play again. It's, it's interesting. You, you mentioned the penalty there. I mean, obviously, look, taking a penalty, understand you're in the World Cup, that's obviously high pressure. But what are the things yeah. that you would do to actually, because it is a different situation. It's not like a reactionary, you know, someone, no. someone hasn't crossed it and you've got to hit it. So what are, what are you doing and thinking and what tactics have you got when about to take that penalty? Don't take the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Let Rijkaard take it. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Some people like it and yeah. some people are not good in it. But if you're not good in it, because if I take a penalty, it's like, you know, calling the goalkeeper said, okay, I'm now going to hit it in the right corner. So, <laughs> so know your limits, okay? And of course, sometimes I had to do it. And then you, you just think of, you smash it. Don't try to place it because most of the times these moments are on the end of the game when you're already tired. Mm. Don't try to place it. Just try to smash it as hard as you can. I suppose that's very similar. Like <clears throat> if we think about relating that to golf, it's once you've made that decision of what you want to do, you just then commit to that decision. You're not yeah. trying to steer away from the out of bounds. No, or anything. no, no. Right. Yeah. I want to hit it down the left. Right, let's go. Full, full pals. Yeah, it is, it is better that you have a full shot for something than then you have to be delicate or something. That's the most difficult part. And uh, so therefore... Also, golfers, professional golfers, they always hit their second shot in a par five somewhere, if they can't hit it in two, in a place where they have a full shot over for the club they, they, you know, they trust the most. And, 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 but we, we don't have that. We, only with penalties you have that feeling. And, of course, your target is moving. Eh? Okay, the ball is moving, but there's somebody there in front of you you know, it's like a bunker who goes left and right and left and right. <laughs> so you, you, you know, it's 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 a different it's a different thing. It's it's very hard to compare football and a team sport with golf. Yeah, who's been the best? Who's been the best footballer that you've played with, and why? Uh no, nah, from Boston was the the best one, I think. Uh, won three times the Ballon d'Or, so I think that says it all. Uh, I played against Maradona. He was unbelievable in those days because uh, nowadays there is VAR, there is all kind of cameras around you who can see all kinds of things. And in my days, you know, a lot of things, you know, had, you couldn't see. And so you had to have eyes and ears everywhere <laughs> in order to take some stick. You know, there were, in my days, there were players who had tiger balsam on here and they just when they passed you you just put your hands in your face so you were like all the time like oh my god tears in your yeah all these are tricks it's now is not possible anymore and i think it's for the better of the game but you know on our days it was it was tough to play and you had a lot of good players who still managed to play around these these hard tackles and things you know, like Sunis. Sunis was was tough. He was a good player, but he was tough as well. And, and what what? So you mentioned obviously Maradona, and I know obviously you you trained a lot more with Van Basten. 
But what, what someone like Marco van Basten, what stood out to him that, that made him so good? Because he could be nasty as well, <laughs> if he <laughs> wanted. But the, the, the thing that he had, he, he, was, he was tall, but he had like a, he dribbled like somebody who was small. You know, when he was in a younger age, he was a small guy. All of a sudden he, he, he grew, but he didn't, he maintained that small feet all the time. And that gave him an advantage because he was quick as well, but he was quick also in his movement to go left and right and everything. And he had control of it. So, and so when he got the ball and he made the movement, he had a shot that goal. He had just a little bit of space to still have that shot. And that made him unbelievable. And he could, he could hit left, right, with his head, uh, everything. He was good in everything. So he was very exceptional player. And did he practice hard, like in training? So was, would he do that a lot? Uh, yeah. Also his penalties, of course. He's, you know, he's a striker. Striker are, you know, the selfish bastards, you know. Sorry. <laughs> they are selfish. They, that's what they are. They have to be like this because otherwise they, you know, that's why they're so good. So it's a different breed. And I played with Marco. We played golf together in Italy in those days because also Marco was also hooked on it. So sometimes we played on a Thursday, most of the times when there was no international or no uh, Champions League or whatever. We played friendly matches on Thursday and then always 45 minutes. And then we played golf after that. <laughs> <laughs> we were crazy about that game. Wow. So keep in mind, those days from 1990, we played and football and golf. Love it. I love it. And just obviously, we spoke about Marco's biggest strengths there, but what about your biggest strengths? What were your strengths as a footballer? I had speed. I was very quick. So I had to um, get my technique uh, in, with, with my quickness. So you needed to adjust yourself in order to handle the ball, even though you were with these big strides, you know? So I needed to, to practice that a lot to maintain my, my technique. So I did all the time before training, half an hour before training, I did a lot of technique work, a lot, just to maintain. Even when I won the Ballon d'Or, all the time on my technique, all the time in movement, and uh, uh, you only had one touch and then you have to hit it. You didn't have two touches. You had to have one touch and then you have to make the decision what you're going to do, pass somewhere else or whatever. And because the football was so hard and quick and with good players around you, you always have to, yeah, you have to maintain certain things. And I say that all the time to a lot of people. They always think that talent is enough. No, talent is not enough. Talent is just something that, You've been given, so and you have to work for it to make it better. There's, and there's always another guy who works harder than you and will get your place. Yeah. And that's that's what you try to to say to the to, to the youngsters. Yeah, and you mentioned there about working at your strength. Sorry, working at your technique. I think we're always interested. To this. this is a question we ask a lot of, of real good players. How did you work at your, sorry, let me start that again. So when you're working at your technique, were you working more on the things that you weren't good at or more on the things that you were good at? No, I was more on the good, on things that I good good on it because the things, if you're getting older, you know, the things that you can't do, it's, it's not going to work, okay? 
So you try to get the things that you are good in. And, 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 and that's, so for instance, uh, I, uh, I, when I played with Milan, the, the goals that I scored in the, in the city are was like nine, 10 goals a year. That's, that's in Italy is reasonable in those days, okay? Mm-hmm. But it was not enough for me. So then when I went to Sampdoria, because I played as a, as a striker with Milan and I played a lot on the right wing. So when I, after six years with Milan, I went to Sampdoria, I became a striker. And then, I, I was working all the time. Okay, okay, now you want me to be a striker. So how can I be more clinical? So I did all the time after training, uh, balls from the side or from the back or whatever, from which side, one touch, hit it on the target. But don't smash it. Try to place it. Place it in the corners. Just place it in the corners. And, and then after a while, I was so comfortable that... I scored something like 18 goals in a season, season just because of practicing those things, you know? And that was when I was you know, maybe 29 years old, 20, 30 years old. So you always, there's always something that you can add to your repertoire, what you have. And, and most of the time, you know, it is something that you already have, but you make it better. Yeah, makes sense. And, and regarding your golf then, Rude, what would you say your strength is in your game and what would you say your, your weakest part of your game is in golf? And how often are you playing golf, actually? In, the, in a normal week, how often would you say you play? I, in a normal week, so now, in the pandemic? <laughs> Just four times a week. <laughs> four times a week, at least. At least. Um, yes. So what, what is my strength? Uh, for, I find it difficult. I was, uh, a long time, I was struggling with my driver a lot. Um, I think my iron play is very good. I think that I, uh, also the short, you know, like the, 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 my wedges are good. I'm good in putting. Mm. Putting is very, very good. I'm very happy with it. Uh, I feel comfortable also with putting. I remember that I had the yips. And so I had to change my stroke. And that was it. That was okay. After that, I, 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 I was okay with it. Um, but putting is, I think, the best of what I have. Yeah. That's interesting. So it was just literally a stroke change for you? You just did a few different yes. strokes? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I had the yips. I couldn't, uh, especially when the short putts, mm-hmm. when the short putts come, when there's pressure on it, I, I, I just get, uh, and, and, it, and you can't stop it. It's like a, it's like a strange thing. Mm-hmm. I spoke with somebody who was also a teacher and uh, he was very into the medical things and, and the psychological things of golf. And he says that, that's what he said. He said that a lot of people who are right-handed have it, Left-handed don't have it so much because it's, it's, it's a nerve that comes here. So when you hold the putter like that, and that's what it triggers. And nobody, nobody has been cured from a yips. Eh? Nobody. It's impossible to. So you have to do something totally different. So my was the claw. When I did the claw, then it, then it passed away. Then I don't have it. I don't have it anymore. Often that grip change, it just changes everything. Just that grip change, it does. Yeah, 
Yeah, and 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 of course that you know I I love then on the putting green I feel I feel comfortable, and if I miss it, it's not because I have a bad stroke. It's because it didn't line up well. So so you can let it go. You know you're not you're not twiggling your head for ah oh, blah, blah, blah. no. So I don't. So I feel more comfortable with with putting. Yeah. Nice. One of the questions we get asked all the time, Rude, is about pressure and nerves. Now, obviously, in your football days, there's probably been. I mean, super high pressure in big moments. How did you how did you deal with that from a football standpoint? And then, are there, is the how does it compare with golf? And do you take any of the things that you used to do from football to golf, from dealing with nerves? Yeah, the most important thing is you need to be comfortable, and you need to be you need to know how good you are. Okay, and and that's that's an important thing. Then. Second thing is, is that some people don't em embrace the pressure. The pressure is a good thing. The pressure is, is when you get, somebody hunts on you, that's where you get that attention. You, your, your antennas go out. That is the pressure. And then you react on things that you normally wouldn't do. But it's always to, to save you. So also pressure, when you feel that, is your friend. It makes you alert on all the things that happens around you. So if you, so if you think already that, you're, that, that that is your friend, it makes it already easy, okay? And the pressure helps you because I know that under pressure, I will do the best things. I know. So if you, if you taunt me and you say, ah, yeah, blah, 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 that pressure gives me even more willing to beat you, but I get more in the zone. So remember, pressure is your friend, okay? Second, then the other thing is also, is attitude. If you go, if I go in the locker room, okay? And I got out of the locker room, the, when you stand in the corridor and the opposition is coming there and they look at you, that's one nil for you. <laughs> so, it's all about attitude. It's the same thing as if you are in an elevator, you know that, that when you come in an elevator with other people, some people don't want to be there. They just want to get out as quickly as possible. So what they do, they look up and they want to get out. That is pressure. That is, a, that is a tension that you don't need because it drains you. It gets energy out of you. You can resolve this problem very easy just, just to say, Good morning. <laughs> All of a sudden, people start to smile. And say, ah, good morning. So that's the tension is gone. That's a wrong, wrong feeling. That's not a good feeling. That's a feeling that drains you. So to get rid of that is to take action yourself. The best one was Tiger because he didn't even say anything to you. He just looked and he always going to stand in a corner that you can see him. And that is where he got you. So when you have an important putt, he makes sure he stands somewhere where he, you can see him. <laughs> you know what? Exactly. So 2000, uh, sorry, 2019, when he won the Masters and Molinari on 12 had hit his shot into the water. You, obviously, Molinari is going to the drop zone. You can see Tiger literally sprinting to go yeah. and stand on the green. Yeah. So Molinari is going to look up at his yes, exactly. He knows it. Yeah. And that is... All these things are important 
for you to be uh, uh, to be important. I, I spoke with Otagi about it, you know? And I, I said to him, it's all about, when you go to the tea box with the first one, you give him a hand, you look in his face, and you say, hey, enjoy. And this guy goes, hmm, he looked me straight in the face. This one, this guy is comfortable. comfortable. <laughs> so it's all about all these, because you can only make one impression, you know? <laughs> you cannot make two impressions. Your first impression is the most important one. And that is where you win most of the time. And I, I say that to a lot of people. And also, if somebody plays better than me, I give, shake his hand and say, look, you were great today. And you have to accept that. And as with golf, especially, you have so many tournaments and, and there's so many guys who wants to win every tournament. No, it's not going to happen. You only need to make sure that you, on the moment that you are in the zone, stay in the zone. And then you win a tournament. And then, you know, the next ones, you don't know. Because everybody's very good. Eh? <laughs> Absolutely. There are no bad golfers. Almost no bad golfers. Everybody's good. And they win only because of attitude and because of they're comfortable in their own zone. Hi everyone, Andy here, just letting you know about something that we've created just for you. MeAndMyGolf.com is our membership platform that we believe is the best resource out there to improve your golf. And one of the questions that we get asked all the time is what's the difference between YouTube and the website? And the main difference being is that sometimes people can get lost in content on YouTube and not really having a clear structure or plan of where to go. So we wanted to create something that was, was really going to help golfers. We've got over a thousand uh, coaching videos on there, but our main thing or main feature on there are the coaching plans, and we've seen some amazing results from these plans. And these are basically carefully designed plans on all areas of the game, so you don't have to think or worry about what to do. We tell you exactly what to practice each week, and whether you're looking to break a certain score, fix a slice, improve your putting or short game, we have a plan that will suit you. We're even staggered at some of the results that golfers are getting from these as well. And we even have a private Facebook group where all of our members go and share experiences and support each other. Real nice place, positive place to be. And we'd love to see you over there and have the chance to help you with your game. So make sure you head over to meandmygolf.com and check out your free trial with no obligations to join. Check it out and see if you can find a plan and become a part of this amazing community. I love it. I think the great thing about that route as well, and maybe for the listeners to this, is the fact that what I love about that is that you're acknowledging that pressure is good. And then yeah. the second thing that you, which I think is so powerful, is that you go, I'm better under pressure. So the fact yeah. that you go out there and you've got some pressure coming, you're making yourself believe that, look, I'm good, I can deal with this. So when it does come, you're just straight on it. Yeah, because you must understand, without that, you cannot do wonderful things. It's impossible. If you are relaxed all the time and you don't care, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot play all your best. If you ask all these players after that, of course they felt the pressure. There's no guy who says, now I didn't feel anything. No, they know, but they stay in that zone and they are and they embrace that pressure. They say, Oh, this is wonderful. That makes me alert. That makes me even better. So and if you know that, and if you think like that, then pressure is your is your friend. Yeah, awesome. What's the most nervous you've been on a golf course? Uh, the downhill. Yeah. Shot of the first day. 
And then you get uh, on, on the green, Prut Kulik. <laughs> you just think, oh, please, please, <laughs> let it be a good one. <laughs> Who you played with? Ah, I've played with everybody. And, uh, and of course, when you hit that shot, you know, after you feel it's there, then it's gone. But I've, I remember the first time I played at Dunhill, I played with uh, Westwood and, and Darren Clark. And they just won the Ryder Cup. So <laughs> there's thousands of people there. And I'm like, okay, hit my shot. Okay, come on, Ruth. <laughs> so I thought after one shot, ah, they're gone. Okay, now I can play. And they followed us all. I was like, oh my God, I have to play with all these people. <laughs> oh my God. And after a while, you get used to it. But that, you know, that is because you're not, you know, you're not comfortable in your in, in your golf. You, I was not that good, you know, that like you feel now. And I was then I was like a like a 12 or 13. And you, you know, you can make some mistakes. When you get better, then all of a sudden you feel a little bit, you feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, very good. Yeah. How much um how much content do you watch in terms of online stuff, Andrew? Do you watch a lot? Do you are you into the social media stuff for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I watch your your things that you do. Mm -hmm. Um uh, I uh, perfect golf swing also uh this 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 there's so much and um but I notice one thing is that the more you watch, the more confused you get. Uh, and also, everybody is different. Eh? Mm, yeah, uh, see a lot of golfers who lose a lot of weight, and all of a sudden they they can't hit a ball anymore. They can't do it anymore, and so they, you know, when they just juice tape and things like that. So you watch a lot of things, and um, for me, for, for me, what for me is the most difficult part has been always. Uh, the the downswing for me because I have big shoulders, I'm, I'm wide here, here's strength, and uh, we footballers don't play with our hips eh, so much. Eh? <laughs> you do a little bit, but it's all because the ball comes to you. It never comes in a way that you want. It always comes, so you have to open, and then you have to you have to do all kinds of things in order to do that. So. Nothing is the same. You just, well, with a golf swing, because it's standing still there. It's, it's, it's easier. For me, the downswing is the most difficult because when I have a downswing, I always tend to go like this, always with my shoulders. I always, and I try to go down, but when I go down, then my ball goes to the right. <laughs> so it's not down <laughs> so what is it then <laughs> and that is and that is a struggle uh, a lot of times I, I i figured it out now i uh, 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 for me the, the the most difficult thing is because when they say you have to turn you have to go you know straight to it but if i turn like this my ball goes left and that is because i turn too much with the upper you know so I found a way in order to you've got the secret Pierce <laughs> I, I found a way to tackle that are you going to share we're waiting for the gold 
Okay, I, 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 will, I will tell you. <laughs> so if I turn, if I go like this, okay, I'm, I, I get a feeling of when I hit the ball, you know, I come already down, that I hit the ball if I go right, you know? So I don't think about turning because if I turn, I go over the top. Yes. But if I go turn, then I hit my ball. It's almost like I stay in the, that I go right. Yeah. I just hit it. And, and what is important, I have to hit it from my belly, from my, you know, from my muscles in, you know, in you know, the abdominals. Yeah. So when I hit it, it almost looks, for me, it feels like I am, uh, I punch it. But it doesn't look like that. It looks like almost that like I have a normal swing. So I think that I overswung it in the past in order to do what everybody told me. Yeah. And it's almost like I'm like a short, like a short boom, with my underneath, and then I swing it. And ball goes miles. Nice. And that's a nice way because I, I am not, I'm not a fast swinger at all. Because what frustrates me the most in golf is these little bastards who hit it so far. I cannot, <laughs> cannot handle that. I cannot handle that. I, I really can't. I look at them and I see them and they, they have you hit played, it. Have you played with Rory yet? Or have you, who's... I played with Rory, yeah. I met Rory a lot of times. I, I played... I, I, I played once also with J.B. Kruger. You remember him? From uh, he's South African. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I know who you're about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought his spine would be, would be left in the, in the clubhouse if he swings it. And I was looking at him and I said, what the hell? And I think to myself, you cannot sustain this for a long time. So how hard do you try to hit it in, in your body? And that is a little bit what is concern for me is that all these players, they get a lot of problems with their backs. Huh? Rory, yeah. Jason Day, they're all a uh, tiger. You know, I understand that you want to get stronger, but your, 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 you know, your actually spine can only take that much. Then there comes a moment that you, you know, you, you're going to break. Because if I see how they get through it, my God, <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. I cannot do it. And uh, because I tried to play it always from the east, because I had already back problem. I had a, I had been operated already on my back. I had a problem already where I was born with with discs that is a little bit like that instead of like, like this. I knew I was going to have a problem. So, and I, I see these guys, and it's not the game that they play that makes it so hard. It's 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 the training. It's the thousand balls they hit every day, in order to to get better and that and and and, and that is sometimes i say that's hard work sometimes i think i mean i've had this conversation with a few people now because because the game of golf is so much more explosive and because yeah. there's a lot of money to be won it does suggest that the careers could be a lot shorter so you could have yeah. like 10 year careers in golf where you go i'm gonna give everything i can like almost like bryson DeChambeau now i think he's he's got a good handle on things but you know he's gone for this extreme power and yeah. since he's done that, he's obviously won a major, he's won another tournament, I think, and he's done really well. But you do look at it and go, well, can they sustain that for and play on the Champions Tour and do it in the senior level? Probably not. I, 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 I don't think so either. You know, of course, you know, in the times in my age, you know, in the 90s and everything, 
a lot was done by just a lot of good talent, you know, nice swing, smooth, mm-hmm. all the time. It was all, it was a different area of playing golf. Now, everything is based on, on, on power. Like you say, I, I, I read some articles that in the, in the youngsters in America, it's all about how far you hit it. Then they make they they do games in order to strengthen this, you know, by the the, the like a bear game, you know, you go all hands beats and you try to tackle each other just to get this stronger. And with trackmen, only to get as far as you can. And it looks like this, you know, they don't see any obstacles anymore. Dog legs, they hit just over the trees as far, and then they see what happens. Yeah. So you must be good with your wedges then. Yeah. And then that that is what Rory has a little bit of a difficulty with. Mm. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Uh, yeah, because he should be better. He should be better with his golf than he he is actually doing. Of course, but he, I would trade with him immediately. But <laughs> we want him, you know, to do better. Yeah, and I think that sometimes now he goes again with a new putter. It's not the putter, guys. Not the putter. Just get the wedges right, and then you are good again. <laughs> closer. Yeah, I think yeah, I think, and he, and he is aware of those things, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, let's yeah. Let's, let's go into some quick fire questions. We always like to finish this off with some quick fire questions. I've got one added quick one. Oh, I've thought about it. Got added in there. In there. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go in with some of these, and then Andy's going to put his in there. And I think I can probably think of one as well. But anyway, what's the best golf tip you ever had? Oh, oh the best golf tip what i got oh my god that video that now, i think it was with the putting it was with the putting yeah you know course, yeah. when they told me if you have that when you have the yips you yeah. do you have to do something totally different yeah. in order to get rid of it so so do something totally different so i tried it to do with the left you know yeah. for and everything and and then and then i found that the claw clip was the best so that was the best one yeah 100 yeah definitely Who's the best golfer you've ever played with? Oh, the best golfer I ever played with. Oh, this is difficult. Difficult. I, I, it's more of, of, of a feeling that I have with some of them. You know, I like Poulter very much. I, I, I like him. I like him. He's funny. I like Westwood. I, 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 yes, I, I just like him. You know, these, these are goals that, you know, I can relate to. Yeah. The, BV also. BV is yeah. funny. BV is a, is a good player. It's, it, you know, and there are no bad golfers. Mm. There are no bad golfers. I, I don't think so. It's all a mental part where they're in. I think that, you know, Ian is fantastic win the Ryder Cup. I, I, you know, I've been a couple of times there. I was in the ropes. Can you imagine what a privilege that was for me? Wow. Uh, and to see the shots that they are trying to produce because you can hear them talk with the caddy mm. and and actually they just do what they say they do and you see the ball from the back from behind it's okay from right to left because then it comes in you know just to avoid the bunker on the left and i'm like oh just hit the shot okay <laughs> <laughs> and they just hit that shot and i'm like these guys are so good uh, i like luke donald also Nice guy also, played a couple of times with him. Uh, yeah, you know, it's the Americans you don't see so much because they don't come so much in Europe. Uh, but these are the golfers that, yeah, that I like, yeah. They're pretty, pretty good, pretty good there. 
So this, you might have answered this already, but your best golfing experience to date? Uh, is the Dunhill. Yeah. Yeah, the Dunhill is, I feel really privileged to be, to be then possible to play it. I play already for 14 years. I played it, but every time I come there, it's 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 yeah, it's the best thing that can happen to you. I'm I'm, I'm very happy that it, that a golf tournament like this exi exists. Mm -hmm. I think the format is fantastic that you as an amateur can play with a pro, and to it makes it also more aware for you that you uh, okay that you that, that how good they are and what they do. And, and, and that you can play with each other and that you can talk with each other. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the Dunhill. And I have some funny stories also with Dunhill, but uh, you know, you don't want to know that. So <laughs> the next question is, what's your funniest story from a Dunhill tournament? <laughs> <laughs> I think we need one that's- I remember, I remember mm -hmm. it was one day I had to play and uh, at uh, Carnoustie. And uh, you know, I always in, 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 in St. Andrews, you always go to one of the famous restaurants there and there's a Thai restaurant there. And I always went to that restaurant always. So I go to the driving range on the Carnoustie at seven o'clock in the morning. I play very early, so getting warm and everything was freezing cold. And, I, and then I come to the chipping area and then all of a sudden, there was my stomach there, you know. Really, 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 it's not good. So I'm looking to the right, 100 yards there is the, is the buggy, 200 yards is the clubhouse. What shall I do? <laughs> so I go to the clubhouse. <laughs> I run like a penguin, you know, a penguin like this. <laughs> so I, I got there in time. I'm there like, ah, oh, sweating. Oh my God. Oh, I hope that I can play. So after 15 minutes, for me it was 15 minutes, maybe it was 20 minutes. <laughs> I come out and the steward goes, Mr. Coolidge, we were looking for you all the time. In five minutes you have to start. So I said, I'm coming, still sweating and everything. So first of all, left out of bounds. <laughs> Okay, um, my 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 partner is playing well. Goes there. Second hole. <laughs> Shit. Five holes. Was or couldn't hit a ball. So now I come to Hogan's Alley. So Hogan's Alley, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so he, my partner, he hits it in the in the barn right. I said, oh my god, that's up to me. So I hit. <laughs> it goes left over the over the over the fence, back on the fairway. So ooh, <laughs> okay, so I'm happy. So partner goes in. He wants to go in two now. He wants to go on the green. He needs to par five. Hits it again right in the barn. Come on, Ruth. That's up to me. So I'm stressed. Stay calm, Ruth. Stay calm. I mean, boom! I hit it. Left on the tee box, but you know, yeah. left. <laughs> okay. I said, okay. So now it's not me. I said, oh, I'm not in a good shape here. I have to chip, like a 30 yards chip, I think. So I said, I'm not going to chip. I'm going to put it. I don't care. <laughs> put it close like uh. this. Yeah, make a birdie. <laughs> 
Next hole, pa. Next hole, birdie. Next hole, pa. Next hole, birdie. <laughs> I, was I was the king. I've never played that well. <laughs> the best round ever on Kanusti. You see pressure? How <laughs> pressure works is your friend. But I never forget it because my friends were there five rounds for five holes. They said, I was so terrible. They went to the left. I said, ah, leave him. We're going to play ourselves some golf somewhere to course or whatever. And then they came back and then they saw the score and they completely <laughs> I was like, I was the king. I was the best. I love it. You went to the Thai restaurant the same the next night. Yeah. No, no, I avoided it. I got some crackers for two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, love it. I love it. So um, we've got a couple more. We've got a couple more. So what's on your golf wish list? On my golf wish list, I would love to play once Pebble Beach. Oh, in the Pro-Am, even better. In the Pro-Am, of course, but just Pebble Beach would do for me. Of course, I would love to play the Masters, of course. I would yes. like to know what it is because on television, you can't see properly how elevated this course is, how yeah. up and down it is. I would love that. That would be a wish list. Yeah, nice. yeah. Well, Andy's, Andy's 40 this year, and he's actually wants to play Pebble Beach for the 40th. So we've only got two golfers at the moment. So if you want to play, you yeah. and Karen come out there, done. End of the year, done. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Oh, yes. We'll go for a nice, a nice Thai meal the night before. <laughs> You can turn up on the seven. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. One more from me, and then Andy's got his um, surprise question. So, what are three golf truths? Three things that are true to, true about golf. That are true. Yeah. In your mind. Oh, three things that are true about golf. Yes. Um, that is very difficult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, that you, uh, you that you can you can notice if you are playing with an honest man or not. Mm, like it. Uh, uh, and of course, you can only fool yourself. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we got two as well. Very good ones there. I like it. Very good. Brilliant. Okay, my final question then, Rude, is who is the what sportsman would you like to play golf with the most? Even if he necessarily wasn't playing golf, even if he was just walking around the golf course, what sportsman would you like to spend a round of golf with? Oh, that's difficult. It's, uh, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Of course, you know, it would be obvious, of course, with Tiger, of course, that would be obvious. Um, what about non-golf? Yeah, non-golfer. Non-golfer, you know Mandela. I already already met, so you know that that is one of my wish list. And I met a lot of times with Nelson Mandela, so that is the other one. Maybe meet Michael Jordan. I think he's a golfer. I know, but because I remember him, I you know I feel privileged to to have seen him play on his highlights see how good he was and just to talk about you know our, our our ways how we think about our sports and what we had to do for it and how they, they developed that, that 
I think that that is one thing I would love to do with uh, with Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to make a comparison with two sports, uh, how he lived it, what he did, what what he did for it. You know, yeah. what were the obstacles for him? Uh, yeah, these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be a big money game, I reckon that one. <laughs> yeah, I know that's difficult because I never play for money, never ever. I don't think. I don't find it honorable mm. to play for big money. I don't I, I, I don't find it because, no, I'm not a gambler at all. Mm. I, I don't see the point of it. I see people going into a casino and they're playing all of these numbers and tables and they go mad and everything. <laughs> and, and what I found with people who do that a lot is that there is always, um, because... If you have a lot, a lot of money, it's more to humiliate you. If you, some of the people who go to the casino, they want an acknowledgement every time of the fact that they are a loser because they cannot stop. Because if they win, they not leave, they still continue. And then when they lose, they're gonna say, you see, yeah. no luck. Yeah, of course. And that's the point, you know, and, and I am not so much in gambling, I met one guy when I was in LA who was a professional gambler. And he told me one thing, you know, one thing that can only make you win money. You know that? No, you want to know it. (laughs) (laughs) He told me, take the money and run. That's the only way you can win money because some people all the time continue. If you win, a, he, he was in Las Vegas. He says in Las Vegas, oh, any any casino has no windows. You don't know, there's no clocks. You don't know how what time it is. So when he goes to gamble, goes there always by himself. He says, I don't want to hear the lose word, the L word. If I hear it, I leave immediately. So I go there, I play. When I win something, I leave immediately. And when that's the thing, that's the thing that you need to do, take the money and run. And then a lot of people can't do it. And, and so therefore that's, that's they get there. Every time they get the acknowledgement of the, yeah, you are a loser. No, just stop when you win something. <laughs> you can't stop. <laughs> so that's not for me. Don't blame you, don't blame you, don't blame you. Rude, you've been absolutely, it's been brilliant again. And look, obviously we look forward to hopefully seeing you in Dubai later in the year at the Odomar Piquet events. Oh, that would be good, yeah, Odomar Piquet, oh. because we sponsored them, both Odomar Piquet boys, you guys. There you so, go, absolutely. I uh, feel privileged, and of course with Francois, you know, he, <laughs> you know, he, we need to beat him once. Eh? Come on. Yes. He can't be all the time in the winner's, winner's team. He can't. He likes to, he picks the teams, doesn't he? He picks, he obviously... He, he does everything. As a guest, of, as, as a host, you cannot win. <laughs> He's not bothered. He wants to win. That's the only. That's the only he thing. Wants he wants to win. Are you good golfer also? Eh? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, he was. He wanted to become a pro also. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And he's a good golfer. But I, you know, it's it's a wonderful tournament. What he organized every year for all these people around the world, and that's the reason why I play golf. The reason why I play golf is that I meet people that I normally would never meet. You play with you know older people, younger people. Uh, men, uh, uh, women, uh, and 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 that's 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 the thing. And so when you meet someone at golf course, you talk with each other, 
and then you know you get relationships uh, you know friendly relationships with people ah oh, when we come to england let's have a let's have a game there when i come and that's what i love i golf. that's you can play everybody in the world can play with you so that's why i treasure this 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 game so much so and my girlfriend she's crazy about golf yes she loves it karen has the bug she's even yeah. worse than imagine after I think after four months when I went with her, she was playing golf, sitting on the bench watching golf. And I said, what happened? Yeah, Ricky Fowler and uh, this and this, yes. And, uh, and she, she knew all the names. I said, what? <laughs> you know this game already from the short bar. But I'm very fortunate that I have a girlfriend who loves the game. So we always try to go around the world and play our game, play, play golf. So bless golf, bless you too. I wish you good luck with what you do because I think you do a good job for for the for, for the for the sports for the golf. So Thank continue. You. Appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate that. Well, hey, I thought about it. We've obviously got Dubai in November time. There's Pebble Beach before that. Don't forget as well. So I know. You never know. You never know. Where can people go and uh, follow you, Rude? Because I know you're quite active on Instagram, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Rude Gullet. Yes, they can follow me. And uh, you know I'm I, I, I'm I'm doing well. You know I'm happy with uh, with with the things. The good thing is is the internet that that everybody is so close by now. So I can see you follow. Yesterday when you were on uh, on live, you saw this this kid had problems, and I can see what you try to do. This excellent. So keep on doing it, so that more people going to play golf. Rude, you're a legend. Yeah, thanks, Rude. Thanks, Appreciate yeah. your time and stay safe and keep getting the golf in. Send back. Yeah, yeah. And you have to wait for another month, eh? Yeah, yeah. another month. 29th of March, we're out there. <laughs> Think of me when I'm playing. Thanks, <laughs> 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 Rick. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you found some great value in it. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Also, let us know your feedback by leaving us a rating or review over on iTunes. And remember, if you want to go deeper and really improve your game, head over to meandmygolf.com and start your free trial and check out one of the many plans that are seeing incredible results. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to speaking to you next week.